With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis with you. KNSTAM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, just incredible times for uh, good and bad reasons. That, that's, uh, that's, that's what's going on right now. And uh, Congressman Eli Crane joins me right now. And this is truly amazing. Uh, it, it, this, to, to get rid of a guy like Kevin McCarthy, uh, let's face it, a swamp monster, and to replace him with a guy like uh, Mike Johnson, who appears to be a very conservative guy, um, when it was basically eight versus everybody else, it was really remarkable. Congressman Crane, good morning. H- how did this happen? Hey, thanks, Garrett. Uh, I appreciate uh, you allowing me to come on your show. I appreciate all your, your, your listeners. You guys have been amazing supporters of, of mine this entire time. And how this happened is that eight of us, you know, uh, believe that it was possible to, you know, change the fundamental structure of this place. And we were willing to take a risk, Garrett. And, and, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy's been out there calling us the crazy eight. And, uh, you know, you have to be a little crazy to think that you can change, uh, this, this town and how it works. But, um, I've, I've been saying it since I got here, Garrett. The only way this, cha- this town will change is through force. You know, the, uh, the corruption, the power, the money, it's so, I mean, it's so front and center up in your face. Um, you know, that, that you're not going to change this place without a drop down, drag out fight and without, you know, a handful of people who say, Hey, we don't, we don't care. Um, if this ruins our political careers or what you call us on television, um, we're going to we're going to try and change the way this town works, and so it's been a tough couple weeks. Um, we've been called every name in the book, 
um, publicly, privately. We've received a lot of threats from many of our colleagues. Um, but at the end of the day, like I told you, when I started campaigning and running, you know, I, I never wanted to do this job, but if I'm going to be up here and I'm going to be away from my family, um, we're going to try and change the way this place works. And we're going to try and install people and legislation that, you know, actually reflects what they want and not what the lobbyists, the special interests, um, the elites and the globalists want. And, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that there's a handful of people up here, um, that, you know, put their country and their constituents above their own political careers. Well, uh, Congressman Crane, you, it was, it was the media. I mean, let's see, let's face it, even Fox and, and Fox isn't conservative media anymore. They're just not far left, but you know, they, they tried to act as if this was chaos. And I say, no, chaos was what happened in Israel. Uh, for the past three plus weeks, we haven't had a speaker of the house and everybody's been able to live their life. It's an amazing thing. Uh, but you originally, the, you know, the, you've been criticized. There's no plan. There's no this. I'm mad. And there were people that just parroted those talking points, which is so dangerous. But let's face it, you, you and, and, and your colleagues, you basically rolled the establishment because you got Kevin McCarthy out. You called, you know, he didn't think you'd have the guts to do it. He didn't live to, he didn't stick to his word. Fox News never reports why Kevin McCarthy got ousted. They just report that he did. When people find out, they go, oh, okay, makes sense now. So you got rid of him. You wanted Jim Jordan. They voted against their friend they've known for 20 years, the Rhinos. And they tried to shove Tom Ember down everybody's throat. And he is not, not a MAGA guy whatsoever. He's part of the establishment. It took 18 seconds to get rid of him. And then all of a sudden you get a guy, Mike Johnson, who appears to be even more conservative than Jim Jordan. Tell, am I right about that? And tell, tell me about Mike Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, Mike has, you know, a, a pretty solid voting record. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's chaired some of the, the big conservative committees up here, you know, and he's one of the few guys, Garrett, that can actually unite the clans, as we say. Um, there's a lot of factions up here on Capitol Hill. You've got the appropriators, you've got the Warhawks, you've got the conservatives, the Freedom Caucus, you've got your New York, uh, Republicans, um, you, you know, who many of them wanted Biden districts and, you know, the only way they're going to stay up here, um, is by, you know, taking more centrist line. And so you've got all these different factions and that's what make, that's why it took three weeks to find a new speaker because, Everybody, you know, there's so many groups that want something different. And, you know, Mike Johnson um, was one of the few, you know, individuals with conservative blood pumping through his veins that actually, you know, uh, you know, had a, had a good enough rapport with these actions to pull it off. And so, you know, I know uh, I, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it for you. It's going to be a, this would be a tough job if you had a, a majority of 30. It just is. It's a very difficult job when you're dealing with, you know, Chuck Schumer over in the Senate, Mitch McConnell over in the Senate, and then you got to deal with, you know, Uncle Joe Biden in the White House. Um, it's a tough job. And with now we only have uh, a majority of, of three, I believe, and they're they're about ready to, you know, try and kick George Santos out this week. And so that would bring us down to, I think, about a two plus two majority. So this is a tough job, I, I'm, but I am hopeful that Mike Johnson is the change agent that America needs. And it was cool, Garrett, when he got nominated in conference, not on the floor, but in conference the other night, 
the first thing he did was he got up and he talked about his faith and he talked about how, you know, God has put each and every one of us here for a reason. And, um, you know, for, for times such as this. And so, you know, I, I just felt the temperature and, uh, you know, in the room change as soon as Mike got nominated and people, people were excited and I think felt more unified than we probably had since I've been here at least. And so, you know, I'm going to pray for Mike. I'm going to support him, you know, when it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, I'm going to continue to understand and realize that I don't, I didn't come here to represent the Republican party. I didn't come here to represent the majority. I came here to represent Arizonans and to try and get change. And I want to remind everybody listening again, because guys, if we want change, it's not always comfortable. Sometimes it takes days, weeks, and sometimes months. And so I want to ask you guys, if, if, if you really want change, we, you got to be patient and hang, hang in there with those of us that are willing to try and bring that change for you guys. And for people say that, that said, you know, we're traitors, we're legislative terrorists, we don't have a plan. Our plan was to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable for the deals that he had made with people that he didn't honor. Okay. I know, Garrett, your listeners are tired of politicians telling the American people one thing and then going behind closed doors and doing the exact opposite and then getting, uh, getting the promotion because of it. Right. And that, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to allow Kevin McCarthy to do that. And I'm going to be honest, Garrett, when we voted against him, eight of us, we didn't even think we, we, we thought it was going to go. We didn't think it would pass. We thought the Democrats would bail Kevin McCarthy out like they bailed him out on the debt ceiling, the continuing resolution, because Kevin continued to put forth legislation that they liked often more than we did. Um, and so we didn't even think it was going to pass, but it did pass. And, and I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that it did. But our plan was to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable and to, you know, and by setting that precedent now, Garrett, the next House Speaker and the next one, and the next one knows that, hey, this has happened before. It can happen again. If you if you start going off the rails and you don't represent the American people anymore and you continue to balloon our national debt up, if you continue the spending levels um, of Nancy Pelosi and, and you're not willing to pump the brakes on just the out-of-control, woke and weaponized um, spending in this country, we will get rid of you. And it's not personal. It's not personal at all. This is for the American people. They, they, they know there's two standards of justice. They know that there's a, a second uh, standard for fiscal responsibility. They know they're not allowed to run up their credit cards as high as they want and to print money in their basement like we seem to do here. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about Mike Johnson. And uh, I think he has the opportunity to be a real change agent. This is incredible stuff. Congressman Eli Crane is on KNST, and I'm glad you addressed that because I was going to ask you, you know, what, what do you want to say to people that gave the, you know, they, they basically went with the, the thing, oh, they have no plan. They have no plan. I thought that was garbage. Um, but let me ask you also, Congressman, were you surprised that the establishment voted? I mean, not one Republican voted against Mike Johnson. Did they just give up? Because how can they reconcile not voting for Jim Jordan, 
but then voting for Mike Johnson. I mean, did you guys just break them? Did they give up? Well, you can put it, you could definitely put it that way, Garrett, but there's also something to be said. Um, you know, battle fatigue is a real thing. People that have been to war, you know, people that have done any hard job and, and felt like they were swimming upstream for, you know, a, a extended period of time where the stress is high, the, the emotions are high, everybody's heated, people are threatening each other. Um, you know, pe- as human beings are, you know, most of us don't like confrontation. Most of us like comfort. And so most of us like natural order. And so, um, you know, I, I think after showing, after the, the first 10 months we've been here getting in all the fights that we've got in from the January speaker fight to being the first Congress ever to motion to vacate successfully the speaker of the house and basically fire him. And then all the other, you know, the, some of the rules that we've taken down and just trying to stop um, this agenda that just continues the status quo. I think, you know, many of our colleagues realize that um, who the hardliners are and who's, who's willing to put everything on the line and stop it. And so I think that, I think that a lot of these guys realize that even though we were a small group, we were committed, um, you know, we were committed to this and, and it was going to be very, very tough for them to, um, you know, get, get the candidate they wanted or the, or the win that they wanted. I mean, if you look at it, Garrett, Kevin McCarthy was taken out. Then we stopped Steve Scalise. Then we stopped Tom Emmer. They stopped Jim Jordan. And so people started to get fatigued. And, uh, another one that we were working on was Kevin Hearn, you know, who is, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big conservative up here, business owner, owned a bunch of McDonald's. We are also, you know, looking at, you know, working, working with Byron Donalds and possibly getting behind him as well. So we had multiple people say we didn't have a plan. We knew there were at least five or six people that, you know, we had on the list that we were going to run and try and get a more conservative speaker of the house for the American people. But we obviously we didn't know how it was going to turn out. We also knew if we told everybody what, who we wanted, the, you know, the establishment, you know, just like they did with Jim Jordan would try and take that candidate out. And so we had to be a little bit guarded with, you know, who exactly we were going to coalesce behind. But, you know, Mike Johnson is one of the few people that, you know, he's just because of his attitude. And I think because he's a man of faith, um, but because of how he treats people um, is one of the few people that, you know, the all the all the factions in the party could coalesce behind. So it sounds like you guys actually had a plan, despite all of the BS from the media and the propaganda and the rhinos and the Newt Gingriches that you had no plan on your legislative terrorists. This this really is amazing stuff, Congressman. I'm, I'm so glad that you're sharing this. Um, so, again, I'm just some shock jock on the radio. What the hell do I know? Easy for me to say things. Um, is it going to be as simple? I know you're going to have probably a two-seat majority, like you said. Is it going to be as simple as saying, and, and do you think this is even realistic, even with a guy like Mike Johnson, to say, we're not going to pass a damn thing, right? We just saw Israel get attacked by Hamas terrorists. We were warned by Customs and Border Protection that Hamas and Hezbollah and other jihad terrorists are going to come right through the southern border. We're not going to pass one more damn bill until we get Democrats to agree to secure the border. I mean, is that even realistic or no? You know, I hate to say it, Eric, but I don't think it's realistic. Um, you know, and uh, 
like I like I said when I, I I briefly went through some of the factions up here. Um, there's really there's really probably 15, maybe maybe 20 people in this conference that I think would take a stand like that. Um, and when you need you know when you need uh, the numbers that we need to get anything over the finish line, I, I don't think that that's possible. Crazy. What I can tell you is I. I do see the pressure building up here, um, you know, as far as homeland security, border security. I mean, especially when you start to see, you know, the mayor of New York who used to, uh, you know, uh, run on being a sanctuary you know, city and how proud he was of it. Now, you know, this guy is getting on every holiday he can talking about how, uh, illegal immigration is ruining New York. So we, we do see, we do see it, um, the pressure building, you know, uh, bipartisanly to actually do something about it. But as far as that goes, Garrett, I don't, I don't believe we have, uh, I don't believe we have the support to enact something like that. Okay. And, I, and I hate to say it, but I, no, but it is just, what it is. You know? It's a screwed up town, man. It it, it really is, and uh, you know. But that that's why that's why we've had so many leaders for so long. They don't really represent the American people, but they represent you know the the lobbyists, the special interest groups, because those guys don't really they don't really care so much about what's going on at the southern border as long as nobody in their family has been you know killed or beaten up by an MS13 gang member or one of their kids has a you know, overdosed on fentanyl yet, you know, or, or we haven't seen another nine 11, you know, attack or worse. I mean, cause they're getting paid, right. They're making, yeah. they're making lots of money. And, and I mean, and you know, it's, it's until it, until it hits close to home, a lot of people don't wake up and, and see the writing on the wall and see where this thing is headed. And I wish that we had more wisdom than that, but we clearly don't. Man, um, we're, we're getting uh, close to the end here. Congressman Crane, I got to talk about Israel. Uh, report from NBC News that Joe Biden is pressuring Israel to not have a ground invasion. Israel has. Uh, it came out this morning. They, they started their ground invasion, at least part of it, and, and went after terrorists and blew them up. But Joe Biden was hold, pressuring them to hold off so they can get more aid into Gaza, which then, of course, whatever aid, food, water, would be taken by Hamas terrorists. I, I mean, this is just sick. And then there's reports. Uh, Fort Bragg, they're deploying troops to the Middle East. Uh, I, I, I mean... I don't think we need to get involved by having our military go there, but we can support with weapons and aid that way. Just your your take. I mean, you're a Navy SEAL. What's your response to all this? Yeah, you know, I am a former Navy SEAL, um, and I'm also a Christian, Garrett, and I know I've talked to you about this on your show before. You know, when I read my Bible in the book of Genesis, uh, you know, God does say, I will bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. They are, you know, God does have a covenant um, with Israel. Um, I, I know some Christians disagree with that, but I, I don't. It's all throughout the scripture when I read it. Um, you know, outside of that, whether you're a Christian or not, you, you know, Israel and the United States have a very special relationship. Um, they're, I think, our biggest ally um, around the entire world. And uh, I think not only do they have the right to defend themselves, but I think that we should continue to support Israel. We, we've supported Israel for a long time with, uh, you know, with, uh, with funding for their defense. Um, we share a lot of intelligence with them. 
we we align ourselves um you know to try and you know combat uh, many of the most dangerous terror organizations in the world but i i think that israel has really has no choice but to go in and try and <laughs> decimate you know a, a a very serious group of individuals that are committed to their complete annihilation and i you know some of my colleagues on the other side are <clears throat> calling for a ceasefire i'd love to see what they'd be calling for if you know if it was somebody in their family who just got murdered um by hamas or you know one of their children you know was beheaded by hamas who you know who have stated over and over and over again what their goal is you know their goal isn't you know some uh, two you know two state system you know, or or sh- sharing land their goal is to wipe israel off the face of the map and to, to kill every jew that they can and i mean it's so demonic and disgusting it's it's sometimes even hard to fathom that here we are in 2023 and there there are people that are that sadistic but um i i do think that we should continue to support israel um but I, I noticed, Garrett, how, you know, we, we have to be very cautious and level-headed. And we have to remember, especially, you know, uh, for a guy like me that's been sent to represent um, American citizens and Arizona's and second congressional district, often when something like this happens around the world, we get so front sight focused on what's going on overseas that once again, we completely drop any situational awareness or focus on, you know, the, the very people that we're supposed to be making a priority, right? That's the whole point of the America First agenda is to put Americans first. Now, I do believe we can put Americans first and, and secure our borders, um, you know, and, and, and so many other things and also support Israel at the same time, um, you know, but uh, I'm I'm very concerned, Garrett, with the fact that there's already been over 250 individuals on the terror watch list that have been encountered at the southern border since Joe Biden took office. Um, with one point, you know, I think 1.7 million gotaways now. If you don't think that any of those folks are on the terror watch list, um, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they went. We don't know what their intentions are. If you don't think any of them, you know, um, you know, are are, are plotting to do harm to Americans, just like the folks that came in uh, prior to 9-11 and, and trained here and then, and then carried out that attack, you're a complete, you're a complete fool. You're a complete fool. And I hate, I hate to say that, but it's just, I mean, you look at, you look at how some of these folks view Israel. You look at how, what they, what they call the United States of America, the great Satan. And I mean, it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious what many of these folks would love to do to your family, regardless of whether you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're an independent. Many of them don't care about any of that stuff. Uh, many of them, all they really care about is, you know, uh, you're, you, you, you either convert and you believe what they believe or you're an infidel and you need to be killed. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, in, in many cases for, for some of the extremists, it's really that simple. And so the fact that we have a wide open border, uh, you know, and the, just just those confrontations with individuals on the terror watch list, you know, uh, you know, over 250 now, Garrett, in the last couple of years. When you look back at the Trump years, Garrett, it was it was every year was like single digits. 
look at look at the increase in that. I mean, it's like it's like we're playing Russian roulette with our with our own citizens, and it it's awful, man. And so we need to, as we look at Israel and we look at everywhere else around the world, Ukraine, we need to remember what our primary job is, and that is to protect American citizens. And clearly, we're not doing that. Man, and, and I know we're out of time, but I just wanted to thank you based on all that stuff. And, and it is scary and needs to be said. I'm glad you're doing it. And it's hard. And, I, you know, something in relation to that is that there was a woman who was a former spokesperson for the PLO, a designated terrorist organization. And she yep. somehow, she Trump kicked them all out of the country, the PLO, in 2017. She somehow gets a job with Homeland Security to vet asylum seekers. And then after... The attacks on October 7th, she came out on social media, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, pro-Hamas, celebrating what Hamas did. And it took that publicizing to get her uh, put on leave. And then you sent a letter. You're the one leading the charge saying she needs to be fired. Like, leave isn't good enough. Uh, thank you for doing that. Is there, is there anything new with that? We have not We have not heard back yet. But, I mean, this just goes to show how radical this administration really is. I mean, some of her other posts, social media posts, uh, Garrett, for your listeners, were, you know, were F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. She posted right the day after the, the attacks in Israel by Gaza, she posted a picture of an individual under a hang glider with a submachine gun uh, in his hand that, and the text on the post was free Palestine. And this works for DHS and um, you know was in charge of uh, you know who who come who's allowed to come into the country and who, who gets asylum she you know she had direct influence there and I mean that just goes I mean it's so beyond the pale if this was you know if this was a Hollywood script people wouldn't even you know believe it but that's where America is right now and so um, we're going to keep pressure on uh, Secretary Mayorkas and, and DHS. Um, we're, we're even going to try and make it bipartisan, get bi bipartisan support there because there are, are many uh, Democrats, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, who are Jewish, and they think this stuff is disgusting as well. And so I'm hoping this is one of the, you know, one of the areas we can coalesce on, we can agree upon, and uh, we, we can put our citizens first, and we can protect you know, Jews living here in America, and uh, and we can show bipartisan support for Israel because this is just, I mean, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. It really is. Congressman Crane, thank you. I'm sorry for keeping you over and screwing up your schedule, but uh, I appreciate everything you're doing and, and just relaying all this information back to all of us. We finally have people that are going to be Honest and transparent, and thank you for, for having such a big backbone and, and doing the right thing and fighting the good fight. Congressman Crane, thank you for everything. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. You got it. Be well. All right, that's Congressman Eli Crane. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, just incredible stuff. Incredible. I mean, there's a lot that he said right there, and I am really late, and I want to wrap it up. I want to talk about it, and I will... I'll even play something back that he said, which is just remarkable. Just don't go anywhere. You can you can chime into eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.